Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... It's so much more than just a profile picture. At Catholic Singles, our platform offers you many opportunities to get to know the person behind the picture. Sign up today at catholicsingles.com. Jesus Christ. Now and forever. I'm Alexandra Sullivan. And I'm Father Connolly. Welcome to Raising Saints, helping kids hear God's voice. We're a priest and a mom who are eager to do our best to answer kids' questions about God, the church, the faith, and more. Most importantly, to help them to grow in their relationship with God and ultimately hear His voice. Hi, Mrs. Sullivan. Hi, Father Connolly. How are you? Good. How are you? I am so well. You are blessed and highly favored. Yes, I sure am. We are recording episode five. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the mass. Yes. How do I stay engaged in the mass? Mm. I think that's our general question. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good one. It is a good one. I'm curious how we're going to do this. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Let's see what the Holy Spirit has to say. So let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for giving us the Mass, this privileged encounter with you. Uh, We know that you're truly present in the Eucharist and the sacrifice that you offered on the cross is the very same sacrifice at which we are are brought at every single celebration of the Mass. And though we can't understand that, we're just so grateful for it. Thank you, Lord, and please continue to be with us, guide us, and help us to keep you at the center of our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's so easy for you. It's like you do this for a living. What, pray? Pray. <laughs> yeah. So do you, <laughs> Mom. Yes. I just <laughs> don't do it You pray for those out kids loud. and your spouse, right? I know. I just, when, when the camera and the oh, microphone please. go on, <laughs> stresses me out. Oh, maybe next time. Next time, I promise. Okay. I'll prepare something ahead of time. I'll be better about it. So we're talking about the mass, the source and summit mm. of our life. And you're going to, this was your idea, actually. Yeah. Because you've been so, working with the fifth graders. Yep. Working school. with the fifth graders. It's when we start um, altar servers, right? At fifth grade. And uh, so we've just been talking about mass and, and what everything means and, and the practical, the how-to kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but also some of the spiritual. But um, it's just reminded me of this question I've heard from people, but also I've in my own life that I've asked, yeah. you know, how, how do I avoid just pure boredom yeah. at mass, right? Yeah. Uh, or, or more commonly asked um, or rather stated, this isn't a question, but a statement I hear a lot. Well, I just don't really get much out mm, of the mass. Right. Or, um, you know, if people have particular favorite priests they like to go to because, yeah. oh, I just love the way um, Father does this or, you know, other. otherwise I just don't really get much out of it. Right. And um, sounds dramatic, but I find that to be kind of a, a tragic statement. Right. You know, because if we if we really had any idea of what's 
going on. First of all, how could we possibly suggest that we're not getting anything out of it? Mm -hmm. Um, So that points to, to one spiritual problem that we all struggle with. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think equating spiritual consolation emotional consolation with spiritual growth or, uh, you know, with prayer, with a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So if we're equating an emotional experience with prayer, then unless I'm at an emotional high all the time, I'm not praying. Right. But you see the problem there, right? right? Because then what's our experience most of the time? You know, we're flipping the the beads and the rosary and we're just kind of, sometimes we're just kind of getting through it. Right. And, and that's not anything to be ashamed of that. That's perseverance. You know, um, if you meet someone who is just constantly sort of in this state of ecstasy and in prayer and I'd actually be a little concerned about that person, you know, that's just not natural. Um, But that doesn't mean that when we're less, emotionally engaged we're not mm-hmm. praying okay right so that's one issue that this raises yeah um the also, other it, well i was just thinking is um we have a tendency as americans to want to be doing something mm. so i think even when that comes into our worship we we feel we have to do something yeah in order to be participating yeah absolutely um, and so it comes back to this question of doing versus being. So, um, I think we're going to address that a little bit as well. Right. Yeah. The whole, uh, the question of active participation, right. What does that mean? Yes. Right. So, um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll come back to that. Let's yeah. circle back there. Okay. But, uh, I just, at the outset want to also say none of this is going to make any sense unless we understand first and foremost that we go to mass not to receive something. Sure. But to give everything. Right. Um, And in fact, when we give everything, when we're least concerned with what I receive, that's when I receive the most. Sure. But um, why do we go to mass? Well, because mom is making me. Yeah. No. Why do we go to mass? Well, because I know it makes grandma happy. Well, right. No, that that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you know, that sort of exi- for a while was enough to get some people to go, even if they really didn't want to yeah. go. Not anymore. No. You know, which I think is a grace, you know, because now our people are being challenged to really decide, do you, are you going to do this yeah. or not? Yeah. And, um, and, and it, it, it's about time, you know, we, we, um, this is a time for saints to rise up and, and. It's not going to happen with the sort of lukewarm, well, I'll, I'll just go sit there. You know, No. Yeah. I'm, God will be glad that you're there. But that attitude doesn't seem to really exist anymore. It's either I'm in mm-hmm. or, or not necessarily that everyone who goes is super on fire and, and devoted. Maybe it's just I'm open. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I haven't encountered anyone who really is there just to appease someone else. It's just not going to happen anymore. No, no, um, no. So why do we go to mass? Yeah. Not to receive something, but to give everything uh, to God who, who so deserves it, who so deserves all of that and so much more, infinitely mm-hmm. more um, so than what, we can ever give him. Can I interrupt you? What is yeah. it then are we giving? 
We are giving him our praise, our gratitude, our worship, our uh, our Thanksgiving. You know, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bishop Barron always points out that word worship, right? It comes from the English, old English word worthship. Okay. Right. We worship God because he is worthy. Uh, yeah. He is, he is worthy of our praise and so much more, but okay. we just in our imperfection can't, can't totally fulfill it, but we do our best. Okay. Right. So anyway, that's, and that's also, so the second Vatican council, um, the very first document, to be promulgated, to be published by the yeah. council, Sacrosanctum Concilium, this high holy council. Um, so the church uh, conciliar documents, council documents, mm-hmm. they're often, uh, the title is just the first few words of right. the document. So this one, it started off, this high holy council, right? So in Latin, Sacrosanctum Concilium, um, think of the word sacrosanct. I think we use that sometimes, sure. you know, maybe not in common parlance yeah. maybe but, we should uh, though yeah you know alexandra this meatloaf is sacrosanct <laughs> this is just <laughs> i'm making meatloaf for dinner tonight oh really what time weird. should i come over <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so this like any any catholic breathing today has at least heard about the second vatican council sure. this was a major thing yeah. that happened in the church and uh the whole idea was that the Holy Father wanted um, what he called an aggiornamento, mm-hmm. right? A revival, a renewal, let the Holy Spirit breathe new life into the church, that people would be reawakened um, in the faith. And and um, so it, with, with all of that in mind, the very first thing that the Council Fathers decided needed to be published was a document on the Mass. Okay. And we're told in that document, that the purpose of the mass is the glorification of God yep. and the sanctification and edification of the, of the people. Okay. Right. So first and foremost, why do we go to mass? Glorify God. Mm-hmm. Even if it's dragging myself out of yep. bed, throwing on a hoodie and, and, and somehow yep. squeaking in there as the priest is processing down the <laughs> aisle and, you know, standing in the back. That's not the ideal way to do it. Sure. <laughs> but that glorifies but it, God. Yeah. You got hey, yourself there. You're there. Yeah. Good or even for, for people with um young children who are yes. in the back in the narthex, yes. hard to listen, yeah. pay attention. It's still it's still doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard actually a great um podcast episode. Um this is actually from if I could plug this other podcast, it's called I'm sure they'd like that. Square Notes, the okay. Sacred Music Podcast. My yes. my uh great It's a niche. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> an important one, though. Um, uh, my dear friend and, and teacher, Dr. Jennifer Donaldson, uh, now Dr. Jennifer Donaldson Nowicka. Mm-hmm. She recently got married. Okay. Um, and they were they were talking about that very thing, right? Um, how do we handle our kids being noisy? And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, am I still offering this sacrifice am i participating in the mass if i'm kind of standing just outside the door yeah and paying attention to my child and and the answer really is well yeah god knows yeah what he's given you to deal with yes. and and you are fulfilling your vocation you're fulfilling your role in, in doing that the best you can right um so absolutely you are so so yes th- thank you for bringing that yeah. point into it um so 
we're there. We're fulfilling yeah. our obligation. We're glorifying we're worshiping, God. We're glorifying God. So now when... And building up and making holy the, the members of the church, right? That's mm-hmm. edification, building up, sanctification, making holy the people of God. Okay. Right? That's what the... That's, in fact, what we receive. God right. grants us so much grace, um, but we're, we're also, we're built up, we're empowered, we're made holier by our experience sure. of the Mass. And incrementally so, so that's not like you step inside of a, um, <laughs> a church and yeah. you've made it, right? Uh, voila, I mean, oh, my halos. Thank you. Great. <laughs> we have a lifetime to work on this, don't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we... I think that's one of the things is that people are like, well, I didn't get anything. Well, what you're what getting you is, n- well, but even so you the edification and the sanctification yeah. is not necessarily visible or tangible yeah. Yeah. or something that you can quantify. Right. So, um, you are getting that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's going to take time to realize it. Yeah. And think about like, um, going to the gym or something. Yeah. Right. January 1st comes, okay, mm-hmm. New Year's resolution. I, yep. I'm going to, you know, I joined this gym. I'm going to bulk up a little bit, right? Yep. I got my Swole jug Catholic. of, yeah. <laughs> I got my jug of protein powder here. Yep. You don't go to, have, you don't have one workout and then all of a sudden you, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. You know, right. you're not going to see it for a while. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're not getting anything out of it. Sure. Okay. So. Glorification of God, edification and sanctification of the people. Yeah. And just to really drive that home, that was the most, the, the, the first thing that the council decided. We, if, before anything else, this is what we need to say. And I think it's re- even more relevant today. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and yeah. we were talking about, okay, so that's why we go. Yeah. And while we're there, what's our... I mean, like I said before, people are, are thinking about, well, I want to actively participate, but that doesn't mean you sing in the choir, you're an usher, you're a Eucharistic minister or whatever other lector, whatever other things there are. It's, you can do all those things, but what about the guy who doesn't do those things or, or, or the kids who just sit on their parents' lap and listen? So what do you have to tell us about this. Yeah. So there's this idea um, you you just alluded to that we have this erroneous idea that in order to be participating in the mass, I've got to be doing something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I'm not proclaiming the reading, if I'm not an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion, if I'm not an usher, uh, a singer in the choir, an altar server, uh, you know, well, then I haven't participated. Mm Mm-hmm. Baloney. Okay. <laughs> yes. He, he, maybe, maybe you haven't, right? We could sort of sure. sit there and just kind of totally Zone shut out. off and, yeah. and disengage. And then maybe that's true, but you don't have to, you know, what about Joe Schmo? Who's just, like you said, who's just coming in and, and he's week after week, there he's just and there he's and, sitting and, you know, that's when active listening, mm-hmm. um, really just receiving, uh, the word of God really just, hearing and listening to and accepting his word and the prayers and, and the, the chants and all of this, you know, hopefully the homily is decent, Mm -hmm. right. And it, and it lifts up our, our minds Mm -hmm. uh, to God and illuminates our consciences. And, um, but we absolutely can participate even 
just quietly sitting in our pew. It doesn't mean we're not participating if we're right. not actually doing right. something um, right. hands-on. And even if it's just, um, you know, you're in a stressful place and you have to just keep refocusing and keep yeah. bringing yourself back into God's presence and yeah. remembering where you are. Yeah. I mean, that's participating. That's yeah. doing what you can at that moment, right? Yeah. So I found... Um, really helpful with the kids too was uh, talking about the symbols mm -hmm. because the mass is rife with symbols and everything means something. And now when you see a fifth graders eyes, so you know, you're describing some of these things and they're just like totally, whoa, I had no idea. Yeah, you know, well, it's amazing I have to say like, even as I, I've learned a lot as an adult, I don't yeah. think I knew a lot of stuff and the whole mass is beautiful because it's completely biblical. Yeah. And so everything that we're hearing comes from places in the Bible. I mean, like a lot of the prayers are directly oh, yeah, lifted yeah. from scripture. Yeah. And to to learn those things is, yeah. is really exciting, actually. Yeah. So, for example, um, we were practicing, you know, the entrance procession, right? Okay. And so uh, one of the kids will carry the cross, two others carry candles. Maybe someone will have incense. Um, right there, there's three beautiful symbols actually uh, in a way for okay. uh, the cross right that's Christ's cross mm -hmm. he he's on the way to Golgotha uh you know the place of the skull the place mm -hmm. where where he would be crucified where he would make that sacrifice and we're actually entering into that very sacrifice we're taken outside of time mm -hmm. as we know it mm -hmm. we're taken outside of time and space as we know it and we're brought to the foot of the cross at the mass wow. doesn't mean Jesus suffers again but we are lifted out of our everyday and brought 2,000 years back, Jerusalem. Yeah. It's a miracle. Yeah. So um, that's being represented by the child who is processing down that aisle, carrying the cross. Interesting. Um, the candles. Candles in church always symbolize Jesus, Jesus. the light of the world. Mm -hmm. Right? I think of... Um, the Easter Vigil, I, I just love it when a deacon sings and a deacon comes in with a new Paschal candle for the year and, and, and stops along the way. Lumen Christi, Deo gratias, the light of Christ, thanks be to God. Right? How beautiful it is that this is Jesus. Yeah. Not literally, right. not really and truly as he is the Eucharist, but, but this is a symbol of Jesus. So... We see those things, uh, incense, right? I mentioned incense. Yeah. In the procession or when it's being used to, to um, uh, incense the altar, or the, um, uh, the casket at funerals, right? Our prayers being sent up in that fragrant mm -hmm. smoke to God, right? right? Um, a, a sweet aroma pleasing to him. Um, there are so many more symbols, right, that we see through uh the bells, you know, the choir that um, even if it's perhaps not our cup of tea, maybe mm -hmm. the certain hymn this week that I heard. Or the, yeah. The choir represents so much more than just some nice music. That sure. It's, it's the, the heavenly choir of angels and saints say praising God perfectly in eternity now that we're, we're joined to them. I always right. say at funerals, you know. 
yes, we said goodbye to so-and-so from this earthly life. We, mm-hmm. we, we won't experience that person again as we have been uh, in, in this earthly mortal way. Mm-hmm. But we can be with that person. We pray that God welcomes this person home into heaven, from which point now he or she will be eternally praising him, eternally singing his praises. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the heavenly liturgy to which we're joined every time we say mass. So you want to yeah. be reunited with this loved one who's passed away, come to mass. Wow. Never thought about that. But actually I've seen, um, I've seen like, I've seen artwork portrayed of the mass where the congregation is mostly made of angels. Yeah. Right. Which is just like a, I, I like to imagine that sometimes like during the mass when I'm mm. feeling distracted, like, no, there's, there's angels and the saints here with us right now, you know, which kind of makes it just alive a little bit more. Yeah. Right. And you mentioned something about Catholic imagination. Yeah. I'm so glad you, you said the I word. The I word. Right? Because, it, well, it, it can be really fruitful for us yeah. in prayer to, um, use our imagination, use our mind's eye to, to really think about what's happening. So for me, you know, when we're saying uh, Sanctus, mm-hmm. I imagine like there's millions of angels there at that moment. And it just makes it more, I don't know, concrete and yeah. more um, real and yeah. serious actually. You know? Yeah, that's why it's so important too that we we do absolutely everything we can to make this a sacred time, right? That mm-hmm. this we're we're escaping the mundane, the things of the world that were that bog us down all week. Mm-hmm. This is when we're we're really encountering heaven. Yeah, you know, um, that's why reverent, beautiful liturgy is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just love that imagination is it's so crucial, you know, to our lives of faith and especially yeah. for our kids. Yeah. We always want to encourage them use their imagination. Yeah. And it doesn't mean the things they're imagining aren't real. Right. Um, and sometimes God himself grants us yeah. a, an imaginative experience. Uh, you know, think of Lexio Divina, right? Mm-hmm. We encourage our kids and, and everyone to pray by Lexio Divina. You break open that word and you dive into scripture and you choose a scene and, and you just try to quiet your mind and picture yourself. Where, where am I in this story? You know, yeah. what's happening around me? Can I, can I see, hear, smell, feel the elements, you right. know, that, um, that are present here? Was that Jesus that just went by on top of yeah. that donkey, yeah. right? Going into town and, you know, I mean, what is, and then, what is he saying to me through that experience? Right, right. So, um, I wonder too. So during the consecration, the priest actually stands in the person of Jesus. Can yes. we even like set ourselves and imagine we are at the Last Supper at that point? I have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah, that, that happened to me. I and mean, God is so good, right? I mean, the best uh, prayers happen sort of unplanned. Sure. Um, and, and I just, I always pray that God will help me to really stay focused on, on what is actually happening as I'm consecrating the Eucharist. Cause it's a miracle, yeah. you know, like I'm and, a priest. I, I get to work a miracle every single day. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's, of course it's Jesus through me. It's not like, Oh, well, yes, we know, you know my resume speaks for itself. <laughs> no, that's not. Um, but yeah, I had this 
and it was amazing. It's like a split second. Mm-hmm. But as I'm saying the words of institution, you know, take this all of you and eat of it. Mm-hmm. This is my body, which will be given up for you. I was transported out of that humble parish mm-hmm. church in Hopewell Junction, New York, and yeah. and brought uh, to the upper room, the chinaculum, the, yeah. the the Last Supper, and looking at the face of Jesus, hearing my own voice, That's so- and 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 just watching this scene unfold, and. Um, that's not going to happen every time. No. So that brings us back to no, that earlier we, point that that prayer doesn't uh, hinge on whether or not I have this. But that was an amazing was experience, though. It God gave me that yeah. gift. Absolutely. Um, so that was just incredible. Yeah. Right. And that's not just for me. We no. can all. Right. But be we, can, given, we can use our imagination yeah. to help us better understand what's happening, too. Yeah. So. That was a gift given to you, obviously, yeah. um, for a very specific reason. But we can still sit there and say, okay, so like I see Father Connolly on the altar, but let's for a moment. Someone get him that. down from there. <laughs> <laughs> let's pretend that we're actually, you know, 2000 years ago in Jerusalem. Yeah. And if it, if it helps, yeah, right. If that's something that keeps you focused and 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 paying attention and participating in that way, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, and just a a, a final word before uh, we yeah talk about how we, we heard God talking, this week. But um, it's not just the ministerial priest who offers the sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? Which All, is you, the ministerial priest. Yes, the, Someone, the ordained yes, the uh, member of the, the clergy, the yeah. presbyterate, right? Yeah. But we are all, by our baptism, participants in Jesus' priesthood. And in that priesthood, we're all called to offer this sacrifice. Right. So I just, I love to use the image of the, you know, it's called the patent. It's like a little, looks like a little plate mm-hmm. and we have the host on and you might see it come up the aisle, the offertory procession, or certainly the, the celebrant lifts it up at a certain point and place your, place your prayers there, put okay. your own needs there. What are, what are your intentions? What are the, who are the people for whom you need to pray? Yeah. What's going on in your life that you need to bring to Jesus and say, you need to deal with this. Yeah. I can't, right. you know, um, put this, nail this to the cross with you because mm-hmm. I know that you take anything that's on that cross and raise it okay and glorify it and 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 so we're all yeah offering that sacrifice you which know, is such an interesting point in our own way which i i actually don't think i learned till a couple of years ago yeah. um but it made a world of difference because during that offertory especially you know the choir is usually singing but i try to um kind of direct my thoughts inwardly and think about exactly what you said. What are those needs? What are those struggles? What are those joys? What are those, all of it? Um, or who are those people that I'm particularly thinking of this week and just bring all of those thoughts with the offertory procession. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what you're saying, which is such a a cool thing. And it's, it's a awesome way of participating. Yeah. Right. Which is the way we should be participating. Right. Absolutely. So, Interesting stuff, yeah. which I, I, you know, I wish I had known that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So we could keep talking, but we shouldn't. Yeah. Um, 
Should we talk about how we heard God this week? Hashtag. How we heard God. <laughs> yeah. Um, you go first this time. I heard God this week. Uh, I was meeting with, with uh, a young woman who's just really going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been given a really, really heavy cross to bear. Yeah. And, uh, but as we're talking, whereas I kind of expected to hear a, a woman questioning her faith mm-hmm. because of this, mm-hmm. I heard a woman with incredibly strong faith. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. You know, that all that all that has been given to her to carry right now. And yet she was giving, you know, just she and I in the office. And yet this was a, a master class in the faith and trusting God and loving him mm-hmm. and praying. And uh, so I'm so encouraged by her. And I know God was really there in that moment. He was, I think he was saying, you know, you can carry the cross, whatever it is, you can do it because I'm carrying it with you. Wow. Um, so it's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great that you get to experience those yeah. conversations. Yeah. I Most thank God of us for don't it's... get to see. Yeah. Yeah. So how I heard God, um, you encouraged me to read the book Power of Silence mm. by Cardinal Sarah. Yes. Or how does he say it? Cardinal, is it Sarah? S- Sarah, 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 Sarah. Anyhow, um, this is a book that (laughs) I had tried to read about two or three years ago and I had to put it down. It was Mm. frustrating to me Mm. because it talks about silence and my life is anything but silence. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but for some reason you suggested it again and then it, it kept showing up. So I said, all right, Maybe it's time to read it. So I sat down and and I'm reading it. Um, It's dense and so it's a slow read. But it's been just really, um, I don't know, like Sister Miriam says, rocking my world. Mm. (laughs) No, it's it's been really um, edifying and and helping me to just think through the fact that... um, you know, there are, there is quiet and silence and, and that's where we find God. And then... You know, as I'm reading through this, I ended up getting sick and I spent a week in like just silence because I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't read. I could like I was just so sick and it was so quiet in my world. And so I think it just was interesting that um, all these things came together at the same time. Yeah. And it's it's almost as God is kind of leading me gently, showing me like this is how you find silence, not through illness, but like that was just an example. It gave me a chance to practice. And so that's kind of how, I don't know. It's just been all kind of colliding together. So that's how I heard God. How did you hear God listener? Share with us. That would be nice. We'd love to hear Facebook. And, but in the meantime, uh, God bless you. Persevere. Go to mass. Right. And, and trust in God. He'll keep you engaged. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.